Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. But to quote the great Norm Peterson from Cheers, forget Jack Frost, let's get Joe Beer nipping at my liver. How's that? <laughs> I like Christmas songs. Me too, man. And it's our latest episode of the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. And it's a holiday treat before the big holiday feast that we have planned for everybody next week it's pretty cool yeah i'm excited to do this one because both of us having worked in radio for so long we've played holiday songs over the years and so we've heard many of them we know that in radio there are some stations that start as early as the day after halloween with christmas music you don't know but i am a freak for christmas music i did not know that i am recoup and he is marcus in the darkest and you're already listening to our little holiday treat episode it is five favorites and it's my favorite rock and roll Christmas songs on this episode brought to you by Crooked Eye Brewing. Oh, they're in the holiday spirit down there with the cure for what ails you since 2014. So we thought it would be fun right before things get all heated up here in the holiday season to do five favorite rock and roll Christmas songs. And it's not an easy task for me. I collect this stuff. Since I was a kid, I mentioned chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Well, that's the era of Christmas songs that was on the radio when I was a kid. So we didn't have all this great rock and roll Christmas stuff to listen to back then. The closest was Bobby Helms and Jingle Bell Rock, I guess. Do you count Motown's Christmas stuff as part of the rock? Absolutely. Was this pre... Now, so this was pre-Motown Christmas music. What year did they start doing that? Well, I'm not sure when they... We have to look into that. But I can tell you that I'm going to pull a a major exception uh, to the rule. Massive, I bet. It is because uh, one of my favorite things to do when I'm feeling the Christmas spirit is to go pull out my two-for-one Motown uh, special of both Temptations Christmas albums put onto one CD because they were pretty short records in those days. So I have two albums of Temptations Christmas songs. They do them all. And it's really what gets my motor running when it comes to Christmas spirit. So we got to set them aside, the way I set Tool aside, I guess, because it's really something all unto itself. But what we should do is talk about 
the rock and roll Christmas songs that matter to us, that touch those emotional places in us that evoke Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit, and rock and roll. I think you should go with your number five first there, Mark. All right, I'll start with number five, but I got to say that I'm torn because I've been going back and forth between five and six for a little Mm. while, but I'm pretty ready, I think. And it's Joey Ramone's What a Wonderful World. I just love it. As a Christmas song. As a Christmas song. Wow. Because we play it all the time as a rock and roll Christmas song. It is pretty special. When, you didn't want to put in radio. I, I don't want to fight it's it Christmas. I play I don't want to fight it's Christmas, but <laughs> I like What a Wonderful World it a little is. bit more as, at the Christmas time. And we've always spiked that in my last 17 years here. Well, I never think of that song as uh, a Christmas song, but I guess you're right. You know, it, it fits the spirit of a holiday. It, it really, really does. does. And so that's where I decided hmm. to go with uh, number five. The one that I left out. Well was, played, Marcus. You want my number five? I do want your number and five. And here I thought I was going to fuck with them on this one because it's kind of my out of left field. At number five, it is one of my favorite Christmas songs from growing up. It is Jimmy Buffett's version of Christmas Island. Your Christmas dreams come true. Holy cow, that I was not expecting. Well, you know, he, I have two, maybe three Jimmy Buffett Christmas albums, whatever number there is. Yeah, he does. And I'm always looking for the next one. Last year was the Clapton Christmas album. And that goes into heavy rotation any minute now. So, but that's my number five. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's, his take on Christmas classics is a whole lot of fun. He's also got his own little twist in his own songs, some of his own songs that are pretty good. So, but I'll, I'll let them all be represented by his version, Christmas Island. I love Jimmy Buffett. I've seen him many times. Not a parrot head, but I enjoy his music. And adding that happy, chill groove. Yeah. To the Christmas music just takes it up to a whole new level. And so right on. Now, does that mean I got to do my number four? It does. That's we how do we this play snake the game. It. We snake it back and forth here. Okay. okay. My number four is one of my favorite artists, period. And also one of my favorite songs from a very special Christmas tune. I'm talking about Tom Petty and Christmas all over again. That's my number four on our five favorite Christmas songs for rock and roll. He really makes you feel good at Christmas time with that song. It's Chuck but that's Berry with his songbook. Yeah, the but, way he just counts it all out at the end, and, yeah. you know, and it's the, this the song oh, yeah. is so high energy and and upbeat. So yeah. yeah. That's why it's my number four. And he's got that sense of humor at the end talking about what he wants. And it's just hilarious because it shows that guy lived rock and roll all the way through. Every single millimeter of his body was rock and roll. Absolutely. Like to the core. Does that that mean means to... you must tell us your number four, dear sir. Alrighty, I'm not breaking a rule, but I'm saying it's two people that teamed up together for mm. a classic. I have the 45. I was a kid when I first saw it and heard it and was like, holy cow. Why is David Bowie teaming up with this guy? I know this guy from my grandparents. Right. But why is Bowie teaming up with him? That's so weird. So it has to be cool. Bowie asks him, are you the new butler? And he says, well, it's been a long time since I've been the new anything. It's one of my favorite lines about getting (laughs) older. 
And it leads to two songs melded together that uh, create a holiday classic that's instantly recognizable and memorable. And it is one of my favorites of all time, too, but not in my top five. So that means that I have to go to number three. That means it's time for you to go to number three because you gave us Bowie and Bing, a time-tested classic at number four. Number three is an artist that we've both shown mega monstrous love for. His life ended tragically. He is part of the Motown sound, wanted to be the African-American Frank Sinatra. Barry Gordy helped change him. He sang this beautiful version of I Want to Come Home for Christmas. I'm talking about Sweet Marvin Gaye. Fucking love that song so much. Some songs grab you differently than they might grab others. Absolutely. And that's why we do this five yep. favorites. Because there's no wrong answers. You're out there right now going, what? Or they're doing it, what? Because yep. some of them are, you know. I have found that out in my house. Every oh, once absolutely. in a while I get a what? Yep. But that's uh, part of five favorites. And if you have your five favorites, don't forget to post them on Facebook or send us an email to imbalancehistory at gmail.com. Because, you know, we all have our five favorites when it comes to that. And it is also time for us to take a quick beer break. Oh, wow. I think we need to take a holiday cheer refresher. Ein Prosit for the holidays. What do you say we head over to Crooked Eye? (laughs) Fröhliche Weihnachten. (laughs) Chug that pint. It's going to be a quickie. That's what she said. Well, it's the holidays, Marcus, and nothing says happy holidays like having a beer with a friend like our friends at Crooked Eye Brewery. We haven't had a holiday pint yet together since we've started the imbalanced history of rock and roll, and Crooked Eye is the perfect place to do it. Right in the heart of Hapro, you can stop by any night for all the fun that is Crooked Eye and the tasty brews. Well, they're the thing that'll keep you coming back. They have some damn good beers. We like them, and they keep adding these specialty beers here and there that they spike in with their regulars. And just in time for the holidays, here's the man himself, Paul Mulherin, with a special holiday greeting. Merry Christmas from Crooked Eye Brewery. We're happy to have everyone here in the podcast and uh, the support they're giving us. We just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Crooked Eye Brewery. Serving the cure for what ails you since 2014. When you get a thirst that needs a great brew, make a Crooked Eye. Right here in the heart of Hatboro, a place to have a beer with friends. Happy holidays, and don't forget, the next time you need a pint, make it Crooked Eye. It is the imbalanced history of rock and roll, five favorite rock and roll Christmas songs. And let's reset what we had on the first portion of our uh, thing here on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. I had, uh, you had at number five, Joey Ramone doing uh, What a Wonderful World. I have Jimmy Buffett doing Christmas Island. And then my number four was Tom Petty doing Christmas All Over Again. And you had Bowie and Bing doing uh, Little Drummer Boy. And then where were we? Oh, yeah, you. Oh, your number three was Marvin Gaye. I want to come home for Christmas. Beautiful song. Well, I'm cheating the system once again here on the five favorites concept. I I am. Cheater, cheater, eggnog eater. But not really, because the song is the song. Run, Rudolph, run. Everybody knows it, but, you know, maybe you like Chuck Berry's version, or maybe you like Keith Richards' version. They're both very, very good. So that's where I'm cheating to get two artists doing the same thing.
same song in the same slot, and that's my number three. A Christmas wouldn't be rock and roll without that song. Both Either versions. way, both ways. Either ways, you that's need right. them both, but yeah. The Keith Richards version is absolutely fantastic. I really love the way Keith plays with feel guitar, just the way his guitar feels, and you really hear it, and it warms you up so nicely when he plays it. The irony is those two, Chuck and Keith, are melded in a way around the music. In person, they were often oil and water and uh, didn't always mesh the way that you would think, him being kind of like Chuck Berry's son in rock and roll, you know, as a guitar player. But there you have it, the things that happen in rock and roll. And that, C is my number three. Does that mean I do number two next? It does mean that you have to do number two. Well, actually, I'm good for now, but maybe after the show. <laughs> number two is a message to the world from John and Yoko Ono Lennon. And It's Happy Christmas, War is Over, number two. Uh, it signifies to me as much as anything that we are past the anniversary of John Lennon's passing and we are into the holiday spirit and the intention that, that they had for that song. And that's my number two. Excellent number two. Love playing that one as well. One of the songs that I really look forward to playing over the holidays. My number two, I'm going to a cartoon. Uh-oh. Think of Theodore Isai. Yeah. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. Dr. Seuss and a grumpy, yeah, grumpy, a grumpy man. Well, it's a grumpy creature who tries to steal Christmas from a small town. And this guy with this booming, deep voice sings Mr. Grinch named Thurl Ravencroft. First of all, his name is so fucking rad that you just love the song because his name is Rad. And then the song itself is amazing. It's clever. It's smart. It's everything that Dr. Seuss was. It's a masterpiece as far as Christmas goes to me. So that's your number two, The Grinch. I have to have that one. Well, that's fine. That's now, fine. Like, it's so, like, and it, it takes me back to my childhood, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I love all those those oh, shows. The, the holidays, the Grinch specials, all the animated shows. I could I want to be them. a dentist. <laughs> Look, he ended up a DJ and a podcaster. <laughs> but he wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> what did Frosty say every time he woke up? Happy birthday! <laughs> I forgot about I loved that. all those oh, shows, yeah. man. Those cartoons were fantastic. Wow. So we're, are we really down to... Yeah, we really yeah. are down to... Two um, and one. The, the one for you, correct? I have to do number one? I think you're first. All righty. It is the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. This week's episode, five favorite rock and roll Christmas songs. And we have risen... The two number one slots. You go first, dear Marcus. I will go first. She pissed off Lyndon Baines Johnson by insulting him for his Warhawk stance. He basically got her, made it very difficult for her to perform in America. She found success in Europe and then came back to the United States. She played Catwoman on the original Batman. She was sexier than Sexy. any woman at that time period just she oozed charisma and sexiness at that time and she was so sexy oh sexy amazing <laughs> i'm talking about the legendary eartha kit and her song santa baby santa baby so hurry down the chimney tonight marcus's number one on our 
five favorite rock and roll Christmas songs. Well yeah. done. And you know what? For the first time in a long time when we've been doing five favorites, we don't have one number in common. You're right. How about that? Well, you knew Holy that. Holy cow. No, I thought I actually thought there might be one, and I almost put Run Rudolph Run on my list. Yeah, almost. You know, it doesn't count. I know. Except for it hand was grenades an honorable and mention for me. Go. My number one, you might imagine it's this kid from New Jersey, that boy from Freehold that we talk about and love so much, Bruce Springsteen, and uh, Santa Claus is coming to town because every year you hear that sound when you hear the sleigh bells and it's all cold along the board. You start to hear that, you know that it's the Christmas season. And I'm going to give an instant it's an instant honorable mention to um, Merry Christmas, baby. His version of that is really great, too. Merry Christmas, baby. But that's what I got for my number one. I guess you could have guessed there was yeah. going to be Springsteen, right? Wait, let me ask you this. Were the King's Father Christmas on your honorable mention list? Shall we do the honorable mentions? I think and we find should. Out? We got a little bit of time. Does that so mean we I'm should going definitely, first? You're going first. <laughs> All right. Well, I mentioned it earlier on that Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock, really, I loved a lot of the versions. Hall & Oates version was pretty damn good over the years. But I remember that as a kid coming out of the AM radio at Christmas time and thinking, wow, that's Christmas music that I dig, not this Mitch Miller shit. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Another honorable mention for me would have to be a song. And I like both ways it was done. Uh, I'm talking about Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, done by Darlene Love. And by you two, both versions really, really great. And I'm going to do a little bit of a walk of shame for a couple of the songs. You mentioned one of them that aren't in my honorable mention. Father Christmas from the Kinks. I have the 45. I've loved it from the first time I heard it. No lack of love for them or their version, that song, the whole nine yards. And the other one that I didn't put on here that I don't feel really good about is uh, Do They Know It's Christmas from Band-Aid and also Christmas in Hollis from A Very Special Christmas. I got to put my head down when I give them all honorable mentions or no mentions at all because these are all great rock and roll christmas songs and your list is too thanks what do you, what do you got for the also the honorable mentions include father christmas of the kinks yeah. christmas and hollis run dmc it's sure. a brilliant song and it, it it's just so well put together and i really like run dmc a lot i really like uh, bruce springsteen santa claus is coming to town rock and roll radio isn't rock and roll radio at christmas time again that's one of the songs you have to play to feel like you're in yep. part of the uh, Christmas spirit. I also really like um, Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Sure. And I love that too. It's so freaking funny. It and is. It never so gets old because they on only play it like list. for a couple of weeks a year. Yeah, eight days for eight crazy nights. Yeah, yeah. So, Which is also a good movie if you've never seen it, folks. Yes, it is. It's hilarious. That goes in there as well. And then there's a ton of Motown songs that I would add to that list as well because the Motown Christmas songs are so great, so beautiful. Well, they did a great job of taking classic songs and turning them into modern versions or oh, mon modern, modern imaginings. Of. Yep. So there we are. It's a five favorites, all about the holiday spirit. We managed to get Hanukkah in there. I will mention to everyone celebrating, because I will be, happy Kwanzaa as well, yep. in addition to Christmas and Hanukkah. It's a, it's a holiday spirit, and we're here with our five favorite rock and roll Christmas songs on uh, our favorite podcast. And this is uh, wrapping 
coming up, getting down to the end of our first year as a podcast, buddy. Yeah, pretty close, man. I can't believe we've uh, made it this far and we <laughs> keep having so much fun with all the topics. It's great. And you so. should reach out to us and let us know, uh, you know, if you want to send us a fruitcake through the email, you can. Or just uh, give us your feedback on what you've been hearing this year. Let us know uh, where you're from. We're hearing from tons of people in all kinds of corners of the world. And as we've expanded our universe with uh, being on Pantheon Podcasts, we're starting to hear from people from far beyond our normal reach. And uh, we uh, just recently saw a bunch of people starting to follow our Facebook page, The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. April, April from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Is she a member of the militia? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, my buddy Flame and Harry, who um, gave us some nice thumbs up on the blues episode. Brian Conlon from Wilmington, Delaware. Now, I'd love to see here in this. Nyha. Porto from Rio de Janeiro following the Facebook page. Uh, Trish Johnson in Stafford, Virginia. Jim Yeager in Corning, New York. Mark Nelson from Scotland. Not sure where, but he's over there. Scott Hilton from Boston. Jim Schultz from Noblesville, Indiana. I think that's near Indianapolis. Joe Pearson in Deer Park, Texas. Maiden Voyage. I think they're a band from Buffalo, New York. And rock and roll Andy Weaver in Los Angeles. All just starting to follow our page on Facebook. So feel free to join that. We see the number of people coming in since we joined Pantheon. And we're happy to see that. You can also find us on Twitter. Marcus, tell them where we are. Okay, I will. We're at Imbalanced <laughs> Histo. No R.Y. He still we can't want get R-Y. us the R.Y. He's trying. He's gone to the Twitter on, Supreme Twitter. Court. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going through the appellate process to get to the Twitter Supreme Court to make a final ruling on the case. But it's Imbalanced Histo minus the R.Y. on Twitter. We're at ImbalancedHistory at gmail.com as well. Place for an email. Please email us. Reach out. If uh, we miss something, please send us what we missed. We'd love to know and correct it in an update down the line so we can learn because we like to learn about rock and roll so we do it every episode there's always something that we're taking away from it one of us or both of us are learning things from each other and from the research that we do to make sure that we're not just you know yanking our puds here we do want to know if we get stuff wrong and i want to thank some people on facebook this is on my page marcus that uh, made some nice comments because i tagged the uh my friend because i tagged my friends from the bucks county blues society and bob settling reached back uh, letting us know that we didn't miss a beat uh, he said he's watched the uh, robert johnson uh, documentary on netflix and he says and with the influences you mentioned on this podcast are spot on i'm going to share this onto the blue society page great job ray and thanks again for tagging me on the show we've got a lot of people jeff simon from the uh, destroyers cool. uh, so that's an awesome job ray there are currently three graveyards that claim robert johnson is buried there i went to all three just to be sure there's like a podcast hmm. update right here in the, i wonder in the, in if he i wonder if those who have been to all three could tell if there was a difference in the energy around his supposed grave Let's see if jeffrey can give me some insight on that maybe we can get him on the phone have maybe him on the don't. podcast sometime right. he's got a couple stories about great life in rock and roll i can tell you that all right well we are in the holiday spirit we might as well tell them uh what we're doing for our next episode which will uh, land right before christmas is a reimagining 
a recreation of our first big episode, our first real episode called A Case for the Beatles. And we will be uh, adding some things to the original production to make it more up to date with what we're doing here on the podcast. Yeah. And I, I'm excited about that. I am too. And that'll be coming in uh, next week right here on the podcast. It's all about celebrating the holiday spirit, Marcus. You know, I mean, uh, with the songs today and this special holiday present to you guys next week, A Case for the Beatles reimagined right here on the podcast so this has been fun today I, I really love christmas music Me i love too. it since i was a little kid i joked about mitch miller but we, we grew up listening to all the traditional american mid-century stuff and then what has been exciting for me and i know for you too and we pass this on to our children is the emergence of rock and roll christmas songs that are more relatable to more of us who grew up since rock and roll was has been the yeah. thing and and then we get to pass it on to our kids in the form of playing it at the holidays oh there's dad and his jimmy buffett cd again stuff like that but it it really works it does work and i suggest you do that to your children too and ingrain it in them and pass the tradition along i think that's what we do and part of what we're doing here on this episode absolutely and please uh let us know what your five favorite christmas songs are we want to know yeah, you sincerely want to know. You have the access. Let us know, and we'll make sure we get them updated on uh, social media and whatnot as we head through the holiday itself. We just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for a great first year here with our friends from Crook and I Brewery, uh, the Pantheon Podcast Network, and everybody else who's helped us all along the way. Kevin uh, Law from yeah. Philly Rock Radio doing a lot of design work. Yeah, he did our logo design. Your wife, you Kim, who helped put together our, website. our website yep. and everything else. She's amazing. I'm and so lucky. And in all of you guys, those of you who listened to the first couple episodes when there was nobody else, to to, to those of you who just are, are signing on and finding us right now, you, enjoy a you, case for you. the Beatles. It's going to have a lot more of the Beatles than the original issue did as we uh, do that to celebrate the end of a, a great first year. And then we've got a little something we're going to tell you about at the end of next week's episode to celebrate the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Good Kwanzaa. And a Happy New Year. From the imbalanced history of rock and roll. Hi, I'm Cindy Howes. Basic Folk is my podcast featuring honest conversations with folk musicians. A crisis is actually kind of exhilarating. You know what to do. I unplugged from the internet. I walked every day, even if it was five below. One day I walked. Hope you had a good pair of gloves. I did. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Can you talk about Bob Dylan? I can. Uh, How you met him and your favorite memory of him? Well, you're not going to get that one. (laughs) This podcast fosters the folk music community and showcases a genre that is often misunderstood. Ironically, Basic Folk features complex conversations about the human experience witnessed from an artistic angle. Whatever I was telling myself in terms of like, oh, it's like important for me to like just keep my personal life and my career separate. No matter how you kind of justify it, there's something that's not good for you. The psychological buildup over time even of just like having to check myself in conversation, that's just like not healthy. How do you approach both of these like very straight worlds as a musician? and as a human being who doesn't fit those stereotypes. I'm on a rainbow-colored unicorn <laughs> flying at them, and they they don't know what to do with me, but I'm there like a little bee. <laughs> <laughs>
Our definition of folk is extremely broad, so you'll hear interviews from Katie Tunstall, Livingston Taylor, Amanda Shires, and many more on Basic Folk. Available wherever you get your podcasts or at cindyhouse.net. Basic Folk is part of the Pantheon Podcast Group. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.